All right, everybody, welcome to B.O. Boys for Monday, August 1st. Fuck it. It's a raw feed. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. Yeah, I'm Pat. And Clayton, this week we got a new number one that, uh, you know, may or may not have lived up to the B.O. Boys expectations. We'll get into it, but... It, there, there's a lot of controversy online about the the Bo Boys prediction. So, so we got we got a lot to talk to uh, talk about today. Well, let's get into it. Let's just do a quick plow here. The movie you're talking about is the new number one movie at the box office. DC League of Super Pets made twenty three million dollars in its first weekend. Number two, Nope made 18.5 million a drop of 58%. It added 22 theaters. It's now at 80.6 million dollars in its second weekend. Number 3, Thor Love and Thunder made 13.1 million dollars down 42%. It dropped 720 theaters. It's over 300 million dollars right now. 301.6 million in its fourth frame. Number 4, Minions The Rise of Gru down only 39%. It lost 237 theaters. It's at $320.4 million in its fifth weekend. And number five, Top Gun Maverick, $8.4 million, down only 18%. It lost 152 theaters. It's now at $650.3 million in its 10th weekend. That's the top five. All right, Clayton. So I think we should get right into this whole DC League of Super Pets situation. Um, For people who listened to our weekend preview episode this past Thursday night, Friday morning, we predicted DC League of Super Pets on the higher end of expectations. You know, the tracking from Box Office Pro was in the what 19 to low 30 million dollar range 20 to low 30 million dollar range it was 20 to to it was like uh, it was like basically this 20 to like 39 39, actually yeah yeah and we both went higher than the high end i went 50 you know uh and a little bit facetiously but i went 50 i thought this would break out you know rats need their cheese it's superhero stuff going on rock kevin hart they've been box office gold in the past i went 50 you went in the 40s right yeah yeah i think i went 46 you went 46 and then this movie and we'll talk about reasons why but it opened up this past weekend at 23 million dollars and as that news started coming out over the weekend want to be oh boys want to be oh girls want to be oh people people were reaching out to me on twitter some of us emailed us saying looks like you guys went a little high looks like you went overboard on the prediction for dc league of super pets and and some of them said well you know box office pro i guess they were their range was correct they got it in the range the range the range that's that's all we kept hearing this weekend and bruce hornsby and and you know, it did. It came in at twenty-three million. That's more, that's less than fifty million. That's less than forty-six million. But mm-hmm. as we sit here and look at this opening weekend, uh, I, I gotta say, I I am obviously surprised that it came in this low. Uh, 
And I definitely don't think that's a bad, this is not a bad sign for movie theaters, huh? This doesn't mean that people are getting scared to go to the movies, huh? Doesn't mean any of that. But I do think what this means is there's a few brands attached to this movie that are not as strong as I gave them credit for. Oh, a hundred percent. I mm-hmm. uh, did. You, do you want to continue? I'm sorry. Well, let's start with the first part of this title. DC. This movie is called the DC League of Super Pets, and I don't know if it's a mistake to have put DC in the title, but I think it's clear that as opposed to Marvel, and I'm not saying Batman doesn't mean anything. I'm not saying Superman doesn't mean anything, though he kind of doesn't mean anything. But DC, as a brand, is not necessarily a draw. Uh Uh-huh. Because Marvel League of Super Pets, you know, an Iron Man dog, a Thor dog, you know, a, a Captain Marvel uh, uh, bear, I don't know. Bear is not a pet, but you know, if you had a pet bear or or a uh, a a Doctor Strange snake in a Marvel League of Super Pets, that movie opens higher than twenty three million dollars for sure. Do you think so? Or I mean, there's something about that whole idea that feels like that would be something that would go direct to. Uh, PVOD like this feels to me like mm -hmm. a direct to PVOD movie that they were like oh you know what we could do though if we got The Rock and Kevin Hart who who should return their paychecks because this movie made 23 million dollars mm-hmm. with Kevin Hart and the rock voicing characters. Yep. And the bad guys opened yep. two more. Yes. Okay? The bad guys. The and bad I know guys. we 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 were we were educated that this is an IP that these are kids books and things like that. But these this I the bad guys IP is not as well known as Batman and Superman, okay? No, they are not. The this movie opened more higher, the bad guys, mm-hmm. with first build, Sam Rockwell. Yes, yes. Second build, Mark Marin. And Mark Marin is in both of these movies. He's much lower on the bill in DC League of Super Pets. So you're relying should've on Should have built him higher. Yeah. You should have built him higher. Mark Marin should have been playing the rocks part in this movie. Next casting, Anthony Ramos. Mm-hmm. Then Craig Robinson, who does Pizza Hut commercials. Right. Then he's Aquafina. Got, he's got a Peacock streaming show. Yes, listen. And again, nothing. I have nothing against Craig Robinson. Of course not. I have nothing against Anthony Ramos. No. Nothing against Aquafina. Nothing against Sam Rockwell. They are all super talented. Sam Rockwell is an Oscar-winning actor, mm-hmm. okay? But none of them are stars. Kevin Hart and The Rock are stars, and they couldn't get this fucking thing over the bad guys. That is, that is 
despicable. That is pathetic. Well, I'm, gonna, I'm like fucking riled up about this. You are, and you should be because I'm 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 gonna get really riled up because right now I'm looking at the Rock's Instagram account, Dwayne the, the Rock Johnson. Let's cut the Instagram shit, account. Pat. Let's cut it. And I'm looking at his grid, and a big reason why you you pay the Rock big money is not just for what he could do on screen, but what he does promotionally. And I'm looking at The Rock's Instagram right now, and yeah, there's some squares that have a picture of a Superman cartoon character from DC League of Super Pets, and there's one that has a uh, the dog from DC League of Super Pets, and it says A minus cinema score. But then there's grids that are just The Rock working out. And then there's squares that are The Rock at an XFL promotional event. And then there's an XFL logo. And then there's a picture of a tequila bottle. And then there's this picture of In-N-Out Burger, which I guess The Rock ate In-N-Out Burger yesterday. And when you look at The Rock's Instagram account, there is not a clear, concise message saying... I am in DC League of Super Pets. Go see DC League of Super Pets. This is my main focus. As a fan of The Rock, your main focus should be DC League of Super Pets. You do not get that from The Rock's Instagram. Instead, what you get is maybe he enjoyed DC League of Super Pets the way he enjoyed In-N-Out Burger, but I would, looking at his Instagram, I would have as much faith that The Rock is starring in In-N-Out Burger, the movie, as much as I would have faith that he's starring in DC League of Super Pets. They get the same treatment on his Instagram. So The Rock is now tied in with Warner Brothers because he is going to star in Black Adam. Yep. He showed up at Comic-Con as Black Adam and made a huge entrance. The problem is Black Adam is not coming out anytime soon. Mm-hmm. What he should have been October. dressed should have been dressed as fucking crypto, the fucking dog. He should have came out yep. on the stage in Comic-Con in a fucking dog costume, sniffing fans' butts. Yes. That's what he should have done. All yes. right. Yes. This 23, people were like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. It made it decent. This is pathetic. It's pathetic. $23 million for this movie with this cast, with this. And I know DC isn't Marvel, huh? But still, the bad guys beat you. And Space it, Jam beat you. And I know LeBron is a, a, a phenomenon. He's a worldwide star. But that movie was putrid. It was a joke. And LeBron is a crap actor. And it was it came out in July of 2021 at a time when and legitimately people were not fully ready to go back to the movie theaters yet. Families were not fully ready to go back to the movie theaters yet. This is a year later, and an animated family film is doing 10 to 12 million dollars less than Space Jam a New Legacy did in the same spot a year before at a time when movie theaters were not fully uh, back to normal yet, the way they are now. That is a failing of DC as a brand. And, I mean, maybe The Rock and DC 
agreed to punt on this movie before it came out. Because again, I'm looking at The Rock's uh, Instagram post for this movie. And basically on all the posts, he's telling people to stay tuned for the stinger at the end of this movie, which I guess was a Black Adam uh, 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 stinger. Where he because make to all my DC fans, make sure you stay all the way to the end credits for a little surprise coda from me to you, then a fist emoji. As I've said, the new era in the DC universe is ushering in, then lightning bolts, and then a winky face. So he's he's basically even within his minuscule amount of DC League of Super Pets promotion, he's really telling you the big thing is Black Adam. Now, I understand we, you know, we say most movies should just go to theatrical because why not make some money. But in this case, with this voice cast and with this sort of IP, for it to do what it did here feels like they should have just put it on HBO Max. Like, honestly, like that's how I feel, because this honestly, that's 23 million tarnished is this brand and it tarnishes the rock. Like, I do feel like this movie would have made the same amount of money or more with us as the voices. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With you as Crypto right. and uh, me as Bat Hound. Right. Right. You would have had the same chance for The Rock to promote it because it, he may have just posted about the movie on his Instagram just as something he came across that he liked the same way he just stopped in an In-N-Out burger and posted about that. You know, mm-hmm. the rock may have just seen an ad for the, for the DC league of super pets and said, wow, my guys, the BO boys are killing it over in this DC league of super pets must watch new era DC. You, you'd get the same promotion you know, if if his social media manager just stumbled apart uh, upon a crazy trailer for a DC movie starring the Bo Boys, as you did with paying The Rock twenty million to to be the 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 lead voice. Now, I do disagree that this tarnishes anyone in the cast because, for the most part, with animated films, whether they're giant hits or bombs, it doesn't really matter on their record. Uh, you know, if this movie opened to 80 million, I don't think that says, oh, The Rock has hit a new stratosphere of stardom the same way it underperforming. I don't think counts against his record. You know, in the end, they're just voices in an animated movie. But so you don't think if Shrek, if Shrek would have completely flopped, there, there are, ex- I think if it flopped, the thing is, the successes could make them a ton of money. Because the fact that Shrek was such a giant hit and Eddie Murphy and Mike Myers and Cameron Diaz got to uh, hold the studio at gunpoint and make all that money, the hit helps them. But I don't think the flop, you know, affects Eddie Murphy's stardom. So in other words, a, a good example of this would be Chris Evans, you think is completely unaffected by... Lightyear's disastrous run. I do. I I think most people don't even associate him with that movie at all. I I don't I, think I, that matters for his career. I I agree. And the reason I think this is different is because 
The Rock is such a huckster. Yes. And he's Which such a guy that, like you said, he was hired to promote this. He was not hired for his... Listen, he's skilled at what he does. I'm not saying he's not. But he's not the best voice for anything. So it's not like he has a very great voice or a very funny voice or anything like that. Obviously, they don't, they don't cast people for their voice quality in these movies anymore. They cast them for what celebrities hanging around a studio that we can get to do this. But it's exactly the reason that you're saying is that he didn't put his biggest asset, which is his promotional muscle behind this. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that I think is disrespectful to this movie. And I think it's a waste of money to hire the rock and not have him shove it down people's throats. Right. That I think is, this is a product. This is a pure product mm -hmm. and he did not sell it hard enough for it to be a success. I mean, it's the case of it's obvious this was a low priority because I'm looking at one of the main things on his Instagram right now is a video of him opening a, a case of a new uh, limeade, which I guess is his his soda that he makes, or it's an energy drink. So he, The Rock is, of course, in energy drinks, which he's got to be. And there's a new flavor, delicious cherry limeade, which is a new ZOA well, let's not, energy drink. Can we not mention that? Like, let's let's not pitch his energy drink because I don't want uh, anybody to purchase this energy drink. I, I'm I delicious was not my uh, uh, description. It was I'm just reading the text of what is on the Rock's Instagram post. So I, okay. I'm not. This is not the Bo Boy saying that this energy drink. The ZOA energy drink, cherry limeade, is delicious. That's what the Rock is saying. It's got the energy drink. There's pictures of cherries. There's pictures of sliced limes, and it's in like a velvet box. But but all to say that that is something that he posted uh, four days ago. He posted this on Friday. He posted this on the opening day of DC League of Super Pets. So okay, on yeah. the day that DC League of Super Pets opened with The Rock starring as Crypto the Superhero Dog, he posted an ad for ZOA delicious and his words not mine delicious cherry limeade instead of just posting scenes from dc league of super pets saying this is the biggest event in the world right now he posted about limeade and this thing opened in 4314 theaters that's a shit ton of theaters yeah let yeah. me see. I'm gonna see with the with the buy the yeah uh, on the per, on per uh, theater Saturday per theater, five thousand mm-hmm. five thousand dollars per per theater. That's I mean, uh, nope had four thousand eight. It was it was almost the same. Yeah, yeah. I mean, nope was not that far behind DC League of Super Pets. Only made what four or five million dollars less than it for the weekend. I mean, on Saturday. Yeah which is Saturday. This is the day that kids are going out to uh, or deciding whether or not they're going to go see this new DC cartoon movie. And on Saturday, The Rock posts a picture of himself and I guess his co-owners of the XFL. And he says, as we create a all caps, new XFL culture across our country, American flag emoji, and throughout the great state of, in all caps, Texas, thank you to the city of Arlington the new hub of our XFL. So that is what The Rock posts 
on the Saturday when DC League of Super Pets is in 4,000 theaters. He posts about building a great new XFL culture across our country and the great state of Texas. Nothing about now, Crypto the Dog. Nothing about uh, Kevin Hart playing Batman the Dog or whoever Kevin Hart is playing. Nothing about these super pets. He posts about the three XFL cities that are getting, the three cities in Texas that are getting XFL franchises. That is the post. Now, to be fair, Black Adam was supposed to come out this weekend. Mm-hmm. And they pushed it back because of VFX issues, yep. right? That backlog that everybody's talking about. Because Marvel needs to make every dumb character into a terrible TV series. Mm-hmm. So everybody's chained to their desk doing that. Or their their monitors or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Now, and the Comic-Con promotion was set up, obviously, ahead of time for that purpose for Black right. Adam. That's why he showed up as Black Adam. But I do think there is, you can call an audible at this point mm-hmm. when it comes to that. You could also dress up as crypto. You could you could do both. The man right. can do both. He's got a ton of energy. He doesn't have to just be Black Adam. He could have dressed up in a, in a, in a dog costume and, 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 and peed on a giant fire, uh, what is that? Uh, uh, fire hydrant. Kevin Smith was at Comic-Con this last weekend. So he could have dressed up as Kevin Hart should have dressed as a fire hydrant and The Rock could have peed on him. Yeah, Kevin Hart could have done it. Kevin Smith was there. Like I said, he could have done it. I'm sure he would have been happy to dress as a fire hydrant for Rock as Crypto the dog to pee on at Comic-Con. There's no shortage of things for The Rock in a dog costume to pee on at Comic-Con. I mean, the, this thing cost $89 million. This thing cost $90 million, right. okay? And that's not probably even counting points that Dwayne had on it, which is, which you would think if he had points, then why wouldn't he be pro- promoting it more? And, of course, the, you know, ads for it and things like that. So it just it just feels to me like a wasted investment. You are, I think, correct. They just threw this out there because they thought, oh, maybe we'll get a few shekels. But this thing could have been a bigger hit. This thing could have made Bafa Bobo, and the energy just wasn't there. Yeah, the energy wasn't there. I mean, Mark Marin had just had the bad guys in the spring, and I guess he was also punting on promoting DC League of Super Pets. You know, I didn't... uh, You could have easily had the cross-promotion of him having uh, The Rock and or Kevin Hart on his podcast. You know, he has a podcast that he, he could have done some promotion. I, I don't think he did any for th- for this movie. And it does seem like a lot of people ended up punting on this movie. So when we come in with a prediction of $50 million, $40 million for this DC property that by all rights, should have opened above what Space Jam did a year ago. It's not on the B.O. boys overestimating it. It is on DC tarnishing its brand to the point where it doesn't mean anything in the title, and it's on the studio and the stars not promoting it at the level they should have. There was money left on the table with this Mm -hmm. DC League of Super Pets. And and it's not the B.O. boys' fault for looking at the table and saying there should have been more money 
taken off of this table. If you were to tell, if you just blindly would have said, "There's a cartoon movie about superhero pets with The Rock and Kevin Hart plus a Taylor Swift song," I'd say, yeah. "Oh, that's probably will be a hit." Yep. Because of all the promotional muscle behind all of those individuals. Mm-hmm. And it just fell flat. And it's not like the movie is bad. I think it got a cinema score of an A. Yeah, it got an A minus cinema score. Um, I, it looks like the, for a movie like this, it does look like the reviews were pretty good. I mean, reviews don't, you know, Rotten Tomato score doesn't really mean much for uh, a kid's movie. But yeah, the, no. the cinema score definitely does. And it just seems like they didn't capitalize it. Now, again, I don't think this hurts anyone's star power because animated films, you really can't count. But I think it's just clear that with The Rock, there are just so many things that he's promoting at any one time. There's XFL. There's multiple movies. There's energy drinks and uh, 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 vodka, or or what is his his uh, tequila? He's a tequila guy. He's got a tequila company. So you really do when you go into business with him have to accept the fact that you may be getting one square out of every twelve on his Instagram grid because mm-hmm. five of them have to go to energy drinks, four of them have to go to tequilas. You know, the XFL, especially once the season starts, be, who knows how many squares that'll be getting. And the movies may start getting squeezed into just one or two squares out of every 10. You know, and there's always got to be a workout photo, which I think that's fine. That helps promote everything. But, mm-hmm. you know, the, the XFL, you, they got to be wary about that come Black Adam time because if the XFL season is starting and Black Adam's coming out, I think there's got to be a choice that's going to have to be made, and it would be it would be uh, crazy to me if that isn't the movie. If if you know the movie doesn't get precedent over the third restart of a minor league football league. So now. Going back to the bad guys, this movie is currently still in 173 theaters. It made mm-hmm. $27,000 this past weekend. It is domestically standing at $96.6 mm-hmm. in its 15th week. And I think that DC League of Super Pets is going to fall short of the bad guys' $96.6 million and counting. Yeah, that'll be I interesting. Think there's no way this movie, there's no way this movie makes as much as the bad guys. No way. No way in hell. The bad guys, when you look at it, it's been a really great leggy run for the bad guys. Yeah. And it's yeah, it's shocking to me, but I think I'd have to agree. In the end, it would be it would be shocking if DC League of Super Pets got as high as the bad guys is now. Which again, mm-hmm. There's there's something about that that uh, is it a failure of the brand recognition of DC? I mean, does DC just mean nothing to kids, or or in some way does D is DC something that turned off kids and families? You know, did they think of Washington DC? You know, do kids see DC and the first thing they think is politics and you know the gridlock on capitol hill and 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 adults yelling at each other is that what they think when they see dc 
I think this movie should have just been called League of Super Pets. Yes. I don't understand why you have to put DC in front of it. Th- th- that's what you do when you're trying to sell a DVD off the the shelf of a pharmacy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Not when you release a major motion picture. Right. It's almost like the pharmacy that doesn't know exactly what the title of the movie is, and they create their own label, and it's incorrect. Yeah, like, and DC Cab was a bomb. DC Cab was a famous bomb in the 80s. I think Bill Maher's movie career starts and ends with DC Cab. And Mr. T, of course, starred in that as well, I believe. Mm Mm-hmm. DC Follies, I mean, that's a television show starring famous public masturbator Fred Willard. And that movie, I mean, that show, it has no brand recognition with kids. None. No. No. Um, because I do think that it was not on, I mean, it was on major networks, but it was syndicated. So, of course, it was it was all around the 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 grid. So you never really knew when you were going to see it. Most of the most of the time, it'd be like seven thirty on a Saturday or something like that. And that's anyway, just so, like a, that's just a guy at a piano singing uh, political comedy songs, right? That's DC Follies. No, 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 no. That was the Fred Willard ran a bar, and those weird puppet people from yes. land of confusion and like ronald reagan would come oh in. my god that's right yeah that's that is a that's definitely a factor because any kid who's been made aware of that would run screaming from the theater if they think that dc league of super pets is going to involve the frightening uh puppets from dc follies they're never going to go see that yeah yeah and, and then you've got acdc which is Something that human beings get into when they are teenagers, but not when they are children. Little kids do not like ACDC at all. And so if they think this is ACDC League of Super Pets, uh, they're not going to want to go see that. Maybe they'll go see it. They'll say, I'll see that when I'm a teenager, but I I can't deal with the loudness of that music right now. It's too much. Yeah, I I, I mean... I know we went above the tracking, but the tracking was, was, I still believe it was low for what this movie could have done. We, we weren't fully correct, but nobody should have been, I think is the issue here. Even if the tracking nailed it, the tracking was still too low and the tracking should have been off. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. That's the issue here. The issue here is in the end, uh, uh, this this film should have done more than a goddamn Space Jam sequel that came out in July of 2021 when people were still legitimately scared to go to the movie theater or not ready or haven't started yet. And was day and date on HBO Max. Exactly. Exactly. So I I think, yeah, I think as a... uh, uh, a a problem in terms of the the rock and his uh, curation of his Instagram grid, I think did damage to the opening of this weekend. I think you're dead on that this should have just been called League of Super Pets as we've outlined here. There's too much uh, that's problematic about the letters DC between the follies, between the political strife, between the the heavy metal music. 
um, DC Cab, too many things there that turn kids off when they see DC. And the DC comic book brand just doesn't matter. It's Marvel. Marvel's what matters. There's DC characters that matter, but the DC term does not matter at all in a positive way. You mean Joker and Batman. Those are the DC characters that matter. Joker yeah. and Batman. Joker and Batman. That's it. So let's talk a little bit about Nope. Let's talk about the things that we nailed, okay? Yes. 18.5 million down 58%. I said that this was going to drop in the high 50s, probably mm-hmm. 58, 59. And it wasn't going to drop in the 60s, which looks good for it. Mm-hmm. But $80 million after two week uh, two weekends, that's pretty good. I mean, that's the thing. In the end, it's pretty clear Nope's going to get over $100 million. You know, yeah. it, it had actually some pretty good totals during the week. Actually, really good. It had a really good weekday run. And then this weekend, you know, listen, it wasn't, it's not a cultural phenomenon, mm-hmm. you know, but it's, it's Jordan Peele's third movie. He's not the hot new it, you know, uh, factor anymore. And he's still going to now direct a third straight movie that's going to end up going over $100 million. Yeah, a solid hit. It's going to be a solid hit, which is great. And it's a horror movie, and there's a lot of talk that, you know, this movie cost around $70 million with its budget. So, oh, is it going to turn a profit theatrically or not? It's like, yeah, I guess he could have done this a little cheaper. But after those two hits, after Get Out and Us just made so many multiples more than what their budget was, he earned making a movie where he goes over budget or not over budget, but has a big budget on it. Like, yeah, this movie costs 70 million and maybe in the end theatrical, it just breaks even, but long run, this movie is going to make a ton of money by being a staple of cable and streaming and all that. And he's, he's earned it, you know, three movies in a row now where, He's going to go over $100 million on no IP. Uh, Jordan Peele is a movie star director, and Nope is going to end up being not a breakout phenomenon, but it will be a success. Yes, yes. Now, let's look a little bit at number five, something we also got correct, Mm. which is that Top Gun Maverick was going to beat out the Crawdads, where the Crawdads sing this weekend, and it did by making $8.4 million and dropping only 18%. Mm Mm-hmm. It's at six hundred and fifty point three million domestic, which means it is only two million dollars away from beating Jurassic World to become the number eight highest grossing domestic film of all time. Wow. Nestling it right next to its brother, Titanic. Wow. So, brother, of course, because Paramount released both of these films. So that means it'll pass Jurassic World within a few days, probably by the time we're on mic for the weekend preview episode at the end of this week. It will have moved into eight past Jurassic World. And it'll be Titanic, too. It, I mean, it'll, it'll be ahead of Titanic by this time next week. Between the rest of yeah. this week and next weekend, uh, Maverick is going to end up at number seven on the all-time list, and then it's got Avengers Infinity Wars number six at $678 million. 
I think at this point that's going to happen. I do think Maverick is is got thirty million dollars left in its run, especially absolutely. Like we've said, it's going to get some kind of big re-release. I would say between now and you know when all the big movies finally start coming out in October, there's going to be a weekend where Maverick gets a bunch of premium screens, gets all the IMAXs. There's probably a $10 million double-digit weekend left in Maverick in the next two months. Mm-hmm. Um, that, it's, that's incredible. I mean, it's just the box office story of our time is Top Gun Maverick. So now, with that, mm-hmm. do you believe that... I think it's going to beat Infinity War, obviously, at yep. 678. The next one is Black Panther, oh. 700. Do you believe that it beats Black Panther? So does does Maverick have 50, you know, $51 million left in its run? In, in the, its initial in its initial right. release, let's say. Right, right, right. Because the re-releases over the years, you can't predict, and, and it'll definitely have that. And, you know, there'll be two years from now, they'll re-release Maverick, and it'll open with like a $25 million weekend. Um, and Black Panther will be probably re-released in some form before Wakanda right. Forever. So that's gonna it's gonna that's gonna move up as well. Yeah, that that's why it's tough to it's tough to say because I agree Black Panther is gonna make is gonna get a big re-release probably in September or early October or or something. So that seven hundred million that it's at now is almost not a real number because it will go up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think right now the prediction is it's going to end up over Infinity War and get to sixth place. I mean, I will go on record as saying I think it makes over seven hundred, right? But I can't say it's going to be Black Panther because of the reasons we stated. Well, I mean, and the other thing, and I think this is something in, in the next couple of weeks. You know, we'll, as the summer wraps up, we're going to have to have some some special guests on the show and talk about fall movies and talk about big picture box office. But you've got at the end of before this year is out, there will be a sequel to Black Panther. Wakanda Forever comes out in what October or November? I think November. And you've got Avatar two comes out in December. So the movies that currently are fourth and fifth all-time domestic, Avatar and Black Panther, they're both going to have sequels, and it's not out of the realm of possibility that both of those sequels end up doing close to what the originals did or more. Yeah, so, so it would push Top Gun down the chart. Right, right. So, so the, the, where Maverick ends up at the end of this year all time, it could be anywhere from like fifth to like ninth or so, depending on what Black Panther and Black Panther 2 and Avatar 2 do. Because also mm-hmm. Avatar will get another re-release. So it's, it's the, the main thing is like what Maverick has done this year is just historic. Yeah. Uh, and of course, we're just going to continue to uh, talk about Top Gun Maverick and see what it does because, like you said, it's the story of the summer, the story of the year, maybe. Yeah, I mean, listen, Maverick's still at three thousand theaters. It this was its uh, oh, tenth yeah. week in release. Maverick is still one of the most widely released movies in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, Absolutely. 
and and it's got one of the best per theater averages uh, of any of these movies. It's people are are going to see it and see it and see it over again. It's incredible. Now, the movie though that it just barely edged out, number six, where the crawdads sing, another great hold in its third weekend. It only dropped twenty seven percent, made another seven and a half million. That movie is now up to fifty three and a half million domestic. And yeah. again, that is just a drama with no known movie stars. You know, it's based on a giant best-selling book, but th- this is such a great sign for where the box office is that where the crawdads sing could end up what? It's going to end up over 60 million has a shot at getting to 70 million domestic. I mean, that is really shows that just older people are going to see movies and people are going to see movies that aren't just based on, you know, superheroes. Yeah. I mean, it's that's that's great for this movie. I agree. I think it'll probably get close to 70. And then you have right under it Elvis, another 5.7 million dollars added to the coffers, uh, down only 13%. This thing is at 128.9. I mean, an adult skewing hit. I mean, those two back to back plus Maverick. I mean, that's it's a good time for an adult to go to the movies. Yeah, and th- this is such a huge, huge win for Tom Hanks. I-, I think as this, you know, when Elvis was a movie that was overperforming, and we're like, wow, it's going to make around ninety million or a hundred million domestic. But now, as we look at Elvis, it's at one twenty eight domestic. Probably going to end up around 140. Who knows? Maybe it gets to 150. But these numbers now, this is a huge, huge hit for Tom Hanks. This really, Mm -hmm. he was always a forever star. And and like we've said, he's had his, every couple of years, he has his solid hit movies. But Elvis is just a Tom Hanks blockbuster now. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's, you know, this cements him even further. I mean, not that he needed to be cemented, but it just always looks good for somebody in this part of their career to still have hits. And, you know, exit surveys where 25% of the people said, I went to see this movie because of Tom Hanks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when Black Phone is still doing great, it's up to 83 million. Again, Ethan Hawke living out on dining out on those points he gets from Blumhouse. Good for him. This will finance another five, six adaptations of his short stories. Easy. Great, great win for Ethan Hawke. So then BJ Novak's Vengeance came out $1.7 million in just under a thousand theaters. And not much to say about that. I didn't see it. I don't know what the reviews are like. It, was number 10, so it was in the top 10, so that's something. He'll always have and, that. And then we do have to mention everything, everywhere, all at once. Got a big re-release. Mm-hmm. It's at 13. It made $671,000. That's a increase of 612%. It was in 1,490 theaters. It's at 68 $8.8 million in its 19th weekend. But the important news, and I know we don't talk about foreign a lot or worldwide or international, but it is the first A24 movie to make $100 million plus worldwide. Wow. 
I mean, listen, that movie is uh, on a smaller scale than Maverick, but is also one of the biggest box office stories of the year. It's been an incredible run. I mean, it's clear they put it in an additional 1,300 theaters, and the per theater average was only $450. So I think we are, we're finally at the point with everything everywhere we're all at once where whoever wants to see that movie right now in the movie theater has seen it. Mm-hmm. So I don't think there's any more like promotional stunts, you know, because they put it in 1,300 new theaters. They added additional scenes that weren't in the original run. And at this point, I think that those kind of stunts aren't really going to uh, uh, pump up the box office anymore. It's made all its money, uh, you know, obviously, though, I'm sure on video and VOD, it's it's killing it, I would think. But theater wise, it's had its run. Yes. Um, So that's the top 10. Obviously, on Thursday, we will be back to talk about Bullet Train, the last big opening movie. Well, uh, hopefully opening big of the summer. Mm -hmm. But, uh, Pat, before we go, we do have to uh, make some amends here. Yes. Yes. And you know what we're talking about here. So we have a wannabe old boy, Chris, who mm-hmm. sends us emails, boots on the ground mm-hmm. from Virginia. Mm-hmm. Well, from, and, from from Maryland. Don't give a specific. Don't give a specific. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Got it. Okay. Keep going. Keep going. Uh, so uh, were you going to say it's a D.C. suburb? Well, just say what you were going to say. You, you, you're, okay. you're on a train right here. So just keep rolling. Yes. So we mistakenly refer to wannabe old boy Chris as a plain Billy. Mm -hmm. And he emailed us Mm -hmm. and he said, hey, guys, love when you mention my emails. But just to clarify, I'm definitely not a plain Billy. Right. Listen, respectfully, he respectfully uh, told us where he lives, Mm -hmm. which is a suburb of D.C. Mm hmm. We won't go specifically into it, but it is near Virginia, and he basically just put out a, a a good defense as to why we would not refer to him as a plain Billy. I mean, he says, I mean, we could say what he says here. He lives outside of D.C. It's a very high-income zip code. So the theater where he saw Nope, where he gave his boots-on-the-ground reports, is in Northern Virginia, but he is in D.C. He describes there is a massive uh, multi-complex shopping area that houses a Neiman Marcus and a Bloomingdale's. And there's a Maserati dealers uh, at this mall and how it is highly developed. And, and there's a lot of uh, 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 hoity-poity. Is that, is that the term? Um, no, um, I know how to say that, but I, uh, the, um, hoi, uh, hoi poloi. Hoi anyway. That's, yeah. So what, what he's saying is he is not a plain Billy where he lives. There are Maserati dealers. There's an Neiman Marcus. There's Bloomingdale's. We misidentified him as a plain Billy. And listen, all of us are in a group. We love plain billies. We love people living in the stacks. We love earth dogs. earth dogs. But we don't want to misidentify people into 
uh, theatrical groups that they are not because it just affects the statistics, you know? So we don't want to misreport because then the exit scores are all screwed up and our reporting is all screwed up. So it's not like Chris has anything against plain billies or we have anything against plain billies, but we don't want to report on plain billy movie activity if that person is not a plain billy because it just used the number. So Chris absolutely is not a plain billy. He's clearly a coastal elite because suburb outside of DC, Neiman Marcus's, Bloomingdale's, Maserati dealerships all around him. He's a coastal elite. So therefore his movie going reports should be filed in the coastal elite bucket. And plain uh, uh, billies okay, so, should give reporting about plain billy activities. Now we had a conversation about this off mic, right? And and your 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 lovely wife, who will mm-hmm. remain nameless to you know uh, protect her anonymity, mm-hmm. came up with a term not referring to Chris necessarily, mm-hmm. but posh billy. Mm. Mm-hmm. A posh Billy being somebody who uh, I must. This is my definition, not your wife's definition. Mm-hmm. But a person who is not in a major metropolitan li- doesn't live specifically in a major metropolitan city. Mm-hmm. Lives in an affluent area, but is in a state that is looked at as a hillbilly or plain Billy state. That person would be a posh Billy. And in from this definition, Chris could possibly be a posh Billy. Now, I don't know if he would find that offensive, so I don't want to call him a posh Billy. Chris, reach out to us. Do you just want to be a coastal elite, or would you like the now smaller and more defined demographic of posh Billy, which uh, and you again, would be the first of? I don't think it's about preference or or like as if we are saying – one is good, one is bad, you know. No, no. Billy. It's, it's about we want to correctly identify all of these theatrical groups for statistical analysis purposes. So, so Chris, reach out and let us know, are you a Coastal Elite? Are you a Posh Billy? Which, which theatrical uh, bucket do you fall in so that when you give us your future reports on what movies you've gone to, what the crowds were like, we could – we could really uh, 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 get some some uh, something valuable out of those reports. But and I would like our audience to give us a, a reason why they would fall into the categories, obviously, so we can make sure that there's no category fraud here. Right. But, for example, someone like myself, I'm a coastal elite, right? Right. But I'm also a Joe Lunchpail. Mm. I'm a ham and egger. You can be both, right? So if you are sending us reports, make sure you tell us, like, I'm a I'm a posh Billy, but I'm also a ham and egger. Things like that. You know I, the what I mean? Thing, the thing about that, though, is when it comes to movie going, you are not a ham and egger. It doesn't matter what is in your mind, what is in you. Your dad's a ham and egger, but your dad is going to see movies in ham and egger uh, uh, movie theaters. You know, you are going to see movies in uh, the Upper West Side of Manhattan. So, Clayton, no matter what your roots are, that has nothing to do with who you are as a moviegoer. You are a coastal elite, and you shall be 
bucketed as such for the purpose of statistical analysis. Okay, all right. I I can agree with that then. So so that is that is uh, you know when when you give us these boots on the ground reportings, so that we don't have to just base it off of you know where you say you're you're reporting in from. Let us know, hey, Hammenager here, hey, Coastal Elite here, hey, Posh Billy here, hey, Plain Billy here, Stacks Dweller, whatever it is that you are as a moviegoer, just shoot us that at the top so that then later on when we're putting spreadsheets together, putting analyses together, it's all right there for us. And we don't have these mistakes okay. like the way we misidentified Chris as a Plain Billy. Great. I hope that clarifies everything for Chris and for all the wannabe boys, wannabe girls, and wannabe people. People. Great. So, Pat, I think we did it. Uh, uh, where can they find us? Where can they email us so that they can identify themselves? Email us at the boboys podcast at gmail.com. We love getting your emails. We love getting your boots on the ground reporting, your predictions, your analysis of what happened at the box office. I mean, we got, uh, we love everyone's emails. So email us at the BO Boys podcast uh, at gmail.com. We did get an interesting email from Danny over uh, at the podcast I Screen, You Scream for Movies. He went to go see DC League of Super Pets. He said, uh, I liked the movie when I saw it, but at the same time, uh, it, it kind of kills the hype from excitement when I named this my top 10 most anticipated films of 20. 22 and it was only forgotten he blames the reason for it underperforming is that most people forgot that the movie existed because it was supposed to come out in may and then wb warner brothers pushed the release date out to july so danny over at ice screen you scream for movies he thinks that the the move in the schedule really hurt dc league of super pets i think that's a good theory i think that's definitely part of it they moved it, and then, as we talked about before, they forgot about it, and they let the audience forget about it. So, well, The Rock and Kevin Hart didn't promote it effectively. Yep. Uh, and so the move, the schedule shift, may have changed everyone's plans on it. And Danny also has a review of the film that is now available on his podcast. So go check that out and email us again at Podcast at gmail.com. Great. All right, Pat. Well... I think there's nothing left to say. No. Except, until next time, we'll We'll smell smell you at the bar.